Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe Church Podcast. This is a podcast designed for those who are interested in learning more about Tribe Church, some of our core values and beliefs, and starting September 16th, the messages that are delivered each Sunday. My name is Pastor Matt Dilley. And my name is Pastor Carrie Dilley. And today we will be continuing our study on the book of James. So we're in the last part of our series called uh, The Book of James, and it uh, is called Making Faith Work. And actually, uh, we're starting off talking about something that, um, or at least partly talking about something that is, it's kind of difficult to talk about. Actually, let me read the verse first. Uh, James five thirteen through 15 says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins in each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So there's a couple things to glean from that. But the first thing we're really going to talk about is that it says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. So we believe that God does still heal people. Right. That people can be healed sort of um, without explanation, right. you know, without medical understanding, mm-hmm. that that can still occur. Absolutely. But not every time. Right. And I think that's the part that's really hard. Um, I think if you've ever been in a situation where someone was really sick and you're praying really hard and then that person doesn't get better, like I think it's really hard to, to hear that. Because it's like, well, what what did I do wrong? Right. How did I pray wrong? How did I believe wrong? What did I say that was wrong? I think that's the problem that I have with it is so often when someone doesn't get better, people will say, well, you didn't believe enough. Right. That's not it. And I, I can't begin to explain why some people are healed and other people aren't healed. Right. And I mean, look at your stepdad. Like, he, right. was, he was so young, mm-hmm. but his body was just done. Right. And I'm never going to say to somebody, it's like, uh, well, that's just God's plan. Because it's like, I don't know. Right, no. I don't think, uh, I mean. Or I've, God just needed another angel, right. or which is just right. so, so far off where we should be. Right. Because um, we don't come become angels. No, we, we sure don't. <laughs> so, um, but I understand the, the, the sentiment behind you. And right. People are trying to feel better about trying it. Trying to comfort people. Yeah, I get that. And I also think that there's... Um, it's something that I believe can occur. Like I believe it miraculous, and we hear about these miraculous you do. healings you that do occur. Do. But I just, I would, what we don't want people to glean from this is one that we feel like one that should happen every time. And if you don't, it's like you don't love God enough, or that right. He doesn't love you enough, you, and that's not true at all right, either. No. In Hebrews thirteen eight, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So regardless of sort of the uh, circumstances involved, God does not change as a result of that. Right. Also in that message is that God is concerned about my soul mm-hmm. or our souls. Right. And I think that that's really where the rubber meets the road with the whole healing thing. Like if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And that means, okay, so this is, this is from, do you remember that show, that TV show where they had like the people that like kind of escorted the souls from one life into the next? We don't believe in that. Just, 
so we're all clear. But I remember this scene where this girl is supposed, or this episode where this girl is supposed to escort a young child in- from. Do you remember this? No. No. Okay. So there's this. There was this show, and it was about this girl who died, and she had to like help people get into heaven. Like she had to take them from Earth, and then they would like she would kind of escort them into heaven. So she was kind of like the Grim Reaper or something. I don't touched know. Touched by an angel? No, not touched by an angel. All right. That's oh seriously gosh. the only show I could think okay. of. That we'll, that we'll, we'll figure this out later. But okay, so let me, let me, let me just, okay. So I remember really before I saw this TV show, um, I love finding God in culture. So before I t- saw this TV show, anytime a child or somebody that I felt like was too young to die, um, it always really bothered me. And to clarify, my dad works in long-term health care. So I was really understanding when an older person died. I'm like, man, their body just gave out. They can't do it anymore or whatever. Um, but when a young person would die, I would always be like, that's, that's just not right. That's not how this should happen. And I remember in this TV show, this very secular TV show, this girl is supposed to escort this young child into heaven. And she doesn't do it. And her soul kind of expires. And it's really, really bad for the child. Um, she's alive, but she's scared and she doesn't know what to do. And it's she's just she's she's out of time. Her soul was only, you know, six years old or whatever, or supposed to live. This so sounds was- so creepy. <laughs> like just I have no idea what you're talking about. And like, no, I'm just I'm telling you like my process here. Um but the soul like expired. And so then eventually she did have to, even though she didn't want to, it didn't feel right to her. She did have to escort this child into heaven. And I remember like thinking like, Oh, and I think it does relate back to this whole idea of like God is concerned for my soul. And I wish that I could have gotten it from a verse like Luke 10, 19 to 20, which says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that the name, your names are written in heaven. I really wish that I could have taken solace when kids died or when young people died or whatever, that, um, that their names were written in heaven and that God had a plan. I really wish that it could have come from a place like that verse. But for me, it was when I watched this goofy TV show um, that Matt doesn't remember. I'm not sure it exists at this point. About, oh, that's a challenge. Um, about this little girl whose soul expired. And I was like, no, she lived the exact amount of time that she was supposed to live. And then when it was time for her to go, it was time for her to go. And it didn't really matter that other people didn't want her to go. It was her time. And I think that that's where, that's where I, where I want to live. I want to live um, for exactly the right amount of time. Um, and it's because we know that God is concerned about our soul and that God has us here for a very specific time, period. And when that time is up, it's time to go. So yes, God, God, you know, so we believe that God still heals people, that God is uh, concerned about our souls and that God wants us to grow in faith. Um, in Hebrews eleven six, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we need to be earnestly seeking him, which means continually seeking him to continually grow in our faith, to grow stronger in our faith. Um, but how do we do that? How do we... Um, make, you know, uh, grow in our faith? How, how do we do that effectively? Uh, how do we make faith work? Well, number one, faith begins with uh, a word from God. 
Um, and I, I really think that this can take many forms for different people. Like it can take the form of um, God, you know, speaking to you through something like he did some sort of television show that may or may not <laughs> exist. Um, <Wow. laughs> just, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we, we, de- we definitely don't know. Um, and then it could be that you know, he's speaking to you uh, through a verse in the Bible. You know what I mean? If that's something, a person, a person. Yeah. So, you. um, you know, I think I think there's multiple ways uh, that that can happen. Isaiah fifty five eleven says, "So is my word that goes out from my mouth; it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which uh, I sent it." So that's really I, I I think it's God can make you know. So as we talked about earlier, we believe that God can make things happen, and but it all starts sort of with you accepting the fact that God does exist, that God wants a relationship with you, that God is speaking. Um, through other people or through other means to in order to Finding reach you. Finding God in culture. Yes. And imaginary television shows, dreams that you may have had. <laughs> it's just going to be a running theme now because <laughs> we just don't know if it exists or not. I really want to Google it, but it's important <laughs> to do this right now. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think that... Um, gosh, the best way that we can find God is just to be in his word. I find that the more that I study the word, the more that I am in the word and I'm studying with other Christians and I'm studying with my husband and our life group, that um, it's just so much easier for um, my faith to exist in my everyday life and um, and for me to find God in culture and in TV shows that definitely exist. Right, right. Boom. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the second part of that is like faith continues when you hold on to what he said. So Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So uh, the second part is not giving up on your faith. So I think that, you know, what happens early on is a Christian, you know, when, when someone becomes like a Christ follower, I feel like they become on fire and like they're all about it. It's like they're all in the Word, right. and they're going to church all the time. They're going to life group. They're talking to everyone they know about Jesus. It's like church camp. Yes, man. and they're so excited. Their life's been turned upside down, and God's moving through them, and they're just so excited. And then, like, people hit a wall, and it becomes more difficult for them to go to church. It becomes more difficult for them to be in the Word. They're not getting out of it what they used to get mm-hmm. out of it. And I think what happens is that people just sort of lose, like, their relationship and the phrase that we always like to say is that, you know, we said it earlier that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if uh, you feel far from God, guess who moved? Right. It's not God. You did. Uh, and so I think sometimes what happens is, is that we're also kind of emotionally based creatures. And so we get on this like spiritual high. And then when mm-hmm. that goes away, like we feel like God's gone when right. God isn't gone. You know what I mean? Like maybe right. I think, I think faith is, is hard because it's not all, you know, that, that first part, it's... Faith is not a sprint, it's a right, marathon. Right, exactly. Like, and Paul talks about it as a, as a a like a race as such. What's the race where you run 100 miles? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. No, I was going to say, it's not a marathon, it's one of those where you run like 100 miles. Right. But you do it, and then when you're done with that 100 miles, you do another 100 miles. <laughs> I mean, running, I know running's good for you, but at what cost? <laughs> that's a good quote. So um, I think that that's what happens is that people get to that second stage, and then it just becomes so difficult that they end up kind of walking away. 
um, or um, not necessarily stop believing in God, but they aren't involved as they once were. And then as a result of that, like they're not seeing God move in their life as they once did. Right. And tribe church exists to gather people who are far from God. And it doesn't matter who, what, where, when, or why you're far from God. It just matters that... It doesn't matter if it's your first time at church or the first time in a long time. I love that. We snagged that from Elevate City. I think we did. Shout out to Kyle and Bethany Mills, man. Love that. No, we didn't. It wasn't them? No, we snagged it from Freedom. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Ryan and Sunshine Vinson. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Kyle and Bethany are great, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. So um, so the third part is that we feel like faith comes goes from that like small beginning to like a big uh, grand finale. And if you're that. earnestly... Um, if you're earnestly seeking after him, one, like we feel like you can get closer to him and that, you know, the, the finale sort of is that eternal life, you know, that that is the greatest miracle of all. I think sometimes we look at people that pass away and we think to ourselves, gosh, I wish we could have saved them. But the, the reality is, is if they're going to heaven, like they're living a, a better life than, than we could possibly understand. Right. And so sometimes I think we look at that as a tragedy when really it's not, it's a triumph. It is. Um, but I, we just don't understand it because we miss them here and we miss them now. Right. I heard this week that grief is love with no place to go. Like when you feel grief, it's because you want to love someone and they're out there to love. And I mm. thought, wow, mm. that is so beautiful. I actually love the idea of faith goes from a small beginning to a grand finale in a completely different way. Um, having less to do with with death or dying, but just with our relationship with Jesus Christ. I think in my life, I was always waiting for like a big fireworks type moment, you know? Um, and I just didn't have that. Uh, I wasn't baptized until I was 16. And there's a lot of reasons for that, that if you want to go get coffee, we can talk about. Um, but for somebody who was grown up in the church from like, you know, the womb, uh, 16 is pretty late to get baptized. And so, um, and it's because I was waiting for that sort of big emotional moment and it just never came. And I think that's okay because I, I love the idea of like a small beginning, like a small spark, not like it wasn't like, you know, throwing gasoline on a fire. It wasn't like that for me. Hmm, That's good. Thanks. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today on the Tribe Church Podcast. This is the conclusion of the Book of James series. We'll be starting a new series next week. Thanks, everybody, for uh, being patient with us as we missed last week for the first time. We did. We were not reliable. No, getting back from camp and uh, getting things uh, ready back here at home was a little bit more tasking than we thought it would be. So thanks, everybody, for your patience with that. But we'll be back on track next week. Um, We are still shooting for September 16th as the launch of Tribe Church. If you're interested in finding out more about us, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Tribe Church Plainfield. You can sign up for my Bible study that's happening right now. It is not too late to get started with that. We are on the... um, Reclaiming the Sabbath, which is a study uh, that was written by Sarah Kuntz at Living by Design Ministries. Um, If you're interested in that, you can email me at carrie at tribechurch.info. You can also follow along with um, all of the uh, things that are happening at Tribe and read about our story on my blog at tribeliving.info. Or I'm sorry, yeah, tribeliving.info. That's the one. Also, you can continue listening to this podcast where we'll keep you up to date on all things Tribe. It's called Dead Like Me. I found it. Okay. It's on IMDb. It was on TV from 2003 to 2004.
He's looking it up. We'll see you all next week. Bye.